Welcome to Because You Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? Ethan. Ethan. I'm doing it, Ethan. What? I'm making YouTube videos. I know you are. You're you're cranking them out. Well, I mean, you've got one coming out tomorrow. So I do. You've got one coming out yesterday when when we listen to this. But yes, yes, one came out yesterday and one came out last week. So I know. I'm making, and then you've got another couple in the hopper. I feel like I ordered. I ordered the part that I need for the next one. Uh, the thing I'm going to be restoring because it's going to be a resto. I've always wanted to do this resto, and now I'm finally going to get around to doing it. That was one of my favorite one YouTube videos that you did. Is the the um, vice? Oh, I loved I loved the vice. I loved yeah. both the vice and the the Tonka truck. I yes, really just, yes, I love them both. Yeah, yep. those so are great. What I'm what I'm trying to do with the YouTube channel is I'm going to do so. Yesterday's video is more of a business tips thing because I've gotten good at running a business from home. So I want to kind of teach people what I've learned over the last couple of years. And I feel like that's something that people can benefit from. So it's a very, it's a very simple video. It's only like six, seven minutes long, but it's a Mm -hmm. pretty good explanation of some basic shipping stuff and how to, how to basically do better with your shipping. Well, that's what, to be honest, that's one of the you know, the, the, we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about that, or mm-hmm. we had one episode we really talked about, it, and then a couple that we've touched on right. it. And that we've gotten like the feedback from that has been huge. Yeah. And I personally have like have changed. You know, I've learned so much from that, and my ship. I do all of the things that we talked about now, and mm-hmm. it's so much easier and so much cheaper. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So you're and you are the person to to. to you know, talk about that. So I feel like yeah. in our space, I almost have to stay on top of this stuff because people expect me to know it. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, like I'll give you an example, like two weeks ago, I got an email from pirate ship and now pirate ship does UPS, UPS at the same mm-hmm. rate that, um, at the same rates that Shippo does. So I looked into it and I did a side by side comparison and they're within a few cents of each yeah. other. So yeah. they're basically the same rates. So yeah, um, that's in the video, by the way, that's in awesome. my video. Um, I'm very excited about these you videos. Know, what's interesting, though, too, is it, there is like the, there's something about I was excited when UPS came because I, I love it as an option. Mm-hmm. But I do love the fact that uh, that, you know, UPS, you know, United States Postal Service will pick it up at your house. And so, like, I'm so like always like so UPS torn about it. T- UPS will, too. Yeah, you have to schedule it. You got to schedule it for the night. Ne- you can schedule it for the next day, but you could drop. UPS has so many. Oh, I know. I know. It's it, and it's a little bit less now that it's like we're all back to somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, normal uh, world. Um, I just bring it to work now. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, so you know what? That's the, a good point because we have. Yes, I could do that as well. So, yep. maybe, all right. Never mind. I'm. <laughs> Scratch everything I just said. If we could edit that out, that would be great. No, but just make me sound like an idiot. No. But yeah. So you, uh, you yeah. and I are both. You and I are both involved in Dean's Maker Toy Drive. Oh yeah, totally. Which I'm very excited about because it's just gotten better and better as the toy as the ornaments have come in, and obviously my first video, which I talked about last week, was. Um, my entry for the maker toy drive, yep. um, which is a, which was a mini cutting board made in my full cutting board process. I literally in this, <laughs> again, yes, I do call my mom uh, every week and I was telling her about, about it. And I was like, he made a cut, <laughs> like he made a legit cutting board, like the yep. same way you would make any other cutting board, just really, really tiny. I was very surprised by the technical problems of making a small cutting board. Yeah, right. I thought it would be like, oh, this is going to be so easy because I could just make it on a table. And it, 
oh my god, no, no, it's way harder. Like I'd rather make full size cutting boards. I never want to make a mini one again. Ever <laughs> it again. is funny how making something small is often harder than making something way harder. Bigger. Yeah, way harder. But I do appreciate, and a lot of you have watched the video and given me great feedback, and I really appreciate it. I know a bunch of you have asked me to make YouTube videos, and now I'm making YouTube videos, so I don't want to hear anything. And in fact, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to start, if I can, because I edit the podcast on Tuesday, um, but I'm going to start the next video um, tomorrow while the next one drops. So I'm trying to keep up awesome. with it. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep a video a week going, but I am definitely going to try to do one video a week. Well, it's got to be easier than the Made for Makers. It, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't be any harder. But so I made a mini cutting board and mm-hmm. then I get a message from Ethan. <laughs> and Ethan I, I'm so proud of you and <laughs> I'm not surprised by any means, but you, the second I said that you, well, you, yeah. you, you tell the story. Go no, so Ethan goes, Ethan goes, so I couldn't figure out what I wanted to make for Dean's drive. And, but you kind of inspired me and I'm like, no way. Did you make a mini exacto? And that's what you did. Yep. Yep. It was his second. It, it, literally it was on the podcast last week and I didn't say anything, but the second you talked about it, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Cause, cause what it was is it was a brilliant, like it's such a, it was what I was missing. It was, you were like, I made something that I'm kind of known for. I'm, you know, I mm-hmm. make a lot of cutting boards and everything like that. And I was like, what, what am I known for? Oh, this leather wrapped exactto's. And I was like, of course. <laughs> of course. And then all week, like literally all week, I was just in my head, just trying to figure out how I could, how I could make it. And uh, so I, yeah. So yeah, it, no, it's super fun. Isn't it crazy how you're, you have to rethink your entire process. Like making oh, yeah. a full scale one is like, that's no big deal, but you have to actually make the knife. Now you have to. Yep. And how do you make it look like metal? Oh man. Yeah. Well, even, you know, it's and and I know this won't come across in the video, in my uh, Instagram video at all, but um, even down to the fact that I had to, you know, I, I punched the stitching holes mm-hmm. so much closer to the edge so that the corset stitch wasn't as big. Oh. And that, you know, but it's little subtleties like that That's that I clever. never would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if you'd made them at the normal spacing, they would have been would, halfway would, around the... The scale yeah. would have been completely... I mean, the scale is still a little off, but it, it, the scale would have looked wrong, right? So It's interesting. Yeah, I was obsessed with the scale. Like, I wanted to make sure, like, that the the feet were the right size, that the lettering was the right size, that the, I wanted everything. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it to be a small version of my boards. And I was so excited well, that it turned out that way. It's, it's so funny, but that, and that's exactly why I always love doing the, you know, mm-hmm. the not Jackman sized yep. things, because it's like such a challenge to, to make it in a scale that what works and yeah, so because you want to do more than just because you want to do more than just convey the idea, you right. want it to be the thing. And like you could actually, you could actually cut veggies on mine. I'm very happy about That's that. So awesome! And one of the things I love is like when I was doing the beauty shots of it, I had those little polymer clay fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just dropping them on there like they, they, they don't. There's to, they're not to scale, but people looked at them and goes, okay, that's really cute. I'm it's like, really yes, cute, yeah. That's what I'm going for, cute. <laughs> Vincent, you, I'm not even joking. Uh, our buddy, Trevor of Maker Experiment, mm-hmm. just uh, just left a comment on that post, on my exacto, mini exacto post. He said, that's definitely not Jackman-sized. Hashtag <laughs> not Jackman-sized. I feel like Jackman works <laughs> need to make a Jackman-sized version with Ethan leather with the Ethan leather wrap. Just saying. How oh, fun boy. Is a Jackman-sized Ethan Exacto. That'd be that'd be pretty fun. That's that'd be the fun. move, and and I will definitely wrap that in leather. So, 
one of the things that one of the things I love about what we've been doing um, is kind of doing the unexpected things right. that you know that uh, that you wouldn't expect. First of all, me making a YouTube video is pretty damn unexpected <laughs> to begin with. But let's let's put that aside. But you know, me making a small cutting board, you making a small exacto. We've talked about our next guest um, on at least one. I think we've talked about her twice actually, because mm-hmm. on relatively close videos, she did two things with her cricket that I've never seen done. Like I didn't even know you could. And in fact, in fact, it's kind of inspired me to upgrade my cricket explore to a cricket maker, just because she did some stuff with it that I've never seen anyone do. And being able to work with metal in a Mm -hmm. cricket is just mind blowing. And I love the way the stuff that she's done that she has done with it has turned out. But another thing I love is that that's her, that seems to be her vibe, right? She's always pushing the limits with the cricket. And I have learned so much from her. And when I asked her to come on, I was like, come on, please. You're my, you're like my cricket sensei at this point. You got to come on. (laughs) We we were saying this right before we started recording. Mm -hmm. The amount of knowledge is, is just insane. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you, if you see your channel, we'll talk about it, but it's just so much now. I mean, uh, so it's and, awesome. And, yeah. and you know, well, since we're talking about YouTube, she manages to find two videos a week to put oh, out no, no. where I can, I'll struggle to get one a week. I know I will, but should we, should um, we, we should bring her on. We should bring, you know what? Let's actually have our guest <laughs> talk. That would be a cool thing to do, right? So yeah. our guest this week is Angie Holden from the Country Chic Cottage. Hi, Angie. Hey, how are you? We are good. Angie, you are a wizard. I think that's the only thing <laughs> I can you with this. You're a wizard. When you did when you did the bracelets, the the metal bracelets with the cricket, I was just like, wait, what? Is she? I saw the thumbnail, and, and this is the thing with YouTube, right? I've gotten so jaded that when I see thumbnails, I'm like, okay, how are they gonna trick me into thinking they did right. this, right? Or right. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna simulate it, but it'll look like it. But no, you actually engraved metal and then just to one up yourself, you made those ring dishes a couple a couple of weeks ago, and it's like, yep. damn it, she did it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, spoiler alert: I, there's I another really, one coming. <laughs> yes, All right. I love it. You are pushing the just, boundaries. Yeah, yeah. You, you, so what I when before you came on, Ethan, I was talking to Angie mm-hmm. a little bit, and I said one of the things I love is that you seem to just love to just push the limits of this yeah. machine, and every video, I mean. There's some basic stuff. It's not just like super advanced stuff. She does go through basic stuff, but you've you've done some stuff where I'm like, I didn't know the cricket could do that. And now I want the best cricket I can buy because I want to do all the stuff I see you doing. <laughs> yeah, that's the trap I get you into. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask, do you have like, or have you owned or do you currently own like basically every cricket machine? I do. I have everyone at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean that a better way. I think that's amazing. So, because I have the Maker, the Cricket Maker, and what is it? We're on Maker 3 now? Yep, Correct. on the Maker 3, yes. which is basically the next machine. Yes. Yeah. They just uh, put three at the end of all of them, so they're all the same number now. So. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, you, where did you, let's start with the, let's start with the basics, right? Because right? right. It's obvious you have some kind of background somewhere that makes you tend toward the creative stuff and the teaching stuff. 
So yes. I'm very curious to know what your background is and how you got started. Spe- I mean, you're very specific in what you do. So how did you get started, you know, as a cricket YouTuber of all and, things? And how much of it is is making products versus making content? Because th- that you make so much stuff that, I, you know, it, I feel like there's a kind of a crossover there. Yeah. Yep. So um, my background is actually in engineering. Um, I'm a degreed engineer, worked as an engineer for many years, um, and I started a blog and YouTube channel as a hobby, just sharing creativity. It was kind of like a New Year's resolution type thing. And then at some point, I realized that people actually cared and were reading what I was putting out there or watching my YouTube videos. And at some point, I realized that I could make money doing what I loved instead of going to a job every day. Um, So it just kind of grew from there. And I reached a point at, I don't know, four or five years ago where I was making more money from my blog and YouTube channel than I was being an engineer full time. So at that point, I transitioned to just the blog, YouTube channel, social media. And um, that's what I do all the time now. So, so yes, most of my content is basically for content's sake. Um, I mean, my kids, relatives, friends all get lots of gifts, obviously, because I do make a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, But so does like donation places or like if the school's having a silent auction, I'll try to think about things that I could do that would fit in with what they're doing. Because like, I'm going to make this stuff anyway. Why not give it to someone that can use it? So Sure. Sure. Because that's, actually, a lot of- that's a really, really interesting. Like I never thought about that because I make a lot of things that I, I can't really sell and I don't really want to make a bunch of them, but that's a really good way of kind of offloading things you make for content is not offloading. That sounds wrong, but a way of passing it forward is to donate to silent auctions and stuff. That's really good. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to keep my eye open for things like that. And then, you know, if I know ahead of time, I can kind of tailor what I'm making to things that would fit within that, that would do well with that for them. And then I just donate everything I make. So you start, you, you're doing, you're doing this, um, you come up with this idea that you're going to really start getting into YouTube and whatever, but where does the, I mean, I've had my machine. I'm, 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 it's actually now I moved it over to my desk because I use it enough where it was worth it to keep it here instead of across the room. But I use my machine all the time. And yet when I watch your channel, I'm like, I didn't know it could do that. Like right. I literally just, <laughs> I, a lot of times, like just, just to give you a good example. And you and I were actually, t- I mentioned it in your comments on one of your videos. You did the, you did wet vinyl w- in, in a recent video. Yep. And honestly, it never clicked in my head to even attempt that. Even Do you mean like the, the process of using, uh, well, like wetting the surface to make yeah. it get rid of the bubbles? Yeah, so, that's so the unbelievable. Thing is, I love that video, Angie. I know, yeah. I know that process. I do know that process because as soon as I watch them, I'm like, oh yeah, my dad used to do that and I actually yeah. said that in the comments. That was my, my dad. <laughs> my dad mm-hmm. did display carpentry and that's how you align stuff because it gives you room to move it until it dries. Well, and, and, I, and I love that you pointed out, I love that at the end, you're like, stick around to the end so that you can, I can answer the questions. But you're like, this is what this is the process that people that wrap cars in vinyl mm-hmm. use, like mm-hmm. yes. so and and window yeah. tinters, yeah, window tinters. That's yeah. how they win. That's how you do window tint. You use 
your your wet stuff is soapy water so that the tint film is lubricated as it goes on the windows. And I'm watching them go, why yeah. did I not think? Like I've had my cricket mm-hmm. for three years. Mm-hmm. I've never thought never to- done it. And I've dropped stuff on stuff and gone, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crooked. Got to redo the whole damn thing now. <laughs> and now I'm looking at this going, I should be doing it this way when it, when the positioning actually matters. It was really – that's the kind of thing you do, though, right? Like that's, that's You manage to find – I always call it the nugget, like the yes, little thing exactly. that we don't yep. think of. But you seem to find a lot of nuggets with this machine. Yeah, so I try to think whenever I'm doing anything. So – even after I'm binging on TikTok and they're doing something completely unrelated to cricket, like how does it relate to the cricket or could I make it make it relate to the cricket? And so I try to like think outside mm-hmm. of the box in a way um, anytime I'm watching anything. So a YouTube video, a TikTok, whatever. Um, and then how can I apply that to what I'm doing in like a unique way? Because I feel like there's, Where there's is- how many cricket YouTube channels are there? Like there's I'm sorry, go ahead. Hundreds, right? Um, a lot. <laughs> so like, how can I yeah. stand apart from all those people and like set myself apart in a way where people want to watch instead of just, you know, putting out the same old, same old every week. When I, I like that you do the, the, the other thing I've seen you do a lot is doing it, you know, doing X, Y, Z four ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think uh, it was one of your videos about like uh, printing on uh, tea towels yep. and it was like how to do it four different ways. And that's like to me, that's such a great way of doing it because th- it's so accessible. Right. It's if I have this machine or I'm not con- if I don't have the um, the cricket, uh, I always blank on the name of the, the press. Um, oh, the mug press. The, no, 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 the, press. Like, oh, the, the easy press. The easy yeah. press, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's ways to do it without that. And because I've seen a yeah. ton of videos where, like, make you know, make your own t-shirts with, uh, at home with your cricket, and I watch it, and then I'm like, oh, but I don't have that. And you show three other ways I can do it without having that, or you know. So yes, I think I that's a really like that creative also, and yeah, smart and it way of doing like, it. Gives options to people too. If like, mm-hmm. okay. I really want to make this shirt, but I only have black HTV and I really want to make it red. Well, if you do have red fabric paint, just make it this other way. <laughs> like people get so right, hung exactly. up. Like, I need to buy all the things that Angie has to do this one project. And you really don't like you could make it five <laughs> other different ways with probably stuff you have around your house. So I th- I feel like those videos make it a little more accessible for people that don't have a big craft well, room it- with all the bells and whistles. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it immediately eliminates those comments as if I had a room full of cricket tools, oh, I could make that tool. No, yeah. <laughs> it's true though. It, it is true. And I, I gotta be honest with you. And I do watch, I pretty much watch, I watch a lot of the, the major cricket channels. I do. I, I, mm-hmm. I really love, I love watching what people do with this machine more so then I more almost just to see just people pushing it and trying things and going, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, look at this creative use. It's not just about making vinyl decals, right? Cause everyone that buys the machine goes, I can make really cool vinyl decals. They put vinyl decals on everything for about three months. And then it's like, okay, into mothballs goes the machine. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's kind of sad to watch because the machine does a lot more than that. But one of the things I've noticed, it's funny you say that you don't want to have all the things that Angie has. Cause frankly, I don't think you could have all the things Angie has, but, um, it is it is intimidating because it's a whole ecosystem of stuff. It's you know it's the mug press. It's the it's the 
It's the machine itself. It's I have I'm thinking just going through my head right now, just thinking what I have. I have the Mug Press, the Explorer 2, the full size Easy Press, and the Mini Easy Press. And given the opportunity, I would probably have more than that, right? And it's 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 like, oh wow, this is this is a little scary to try to get into. <laughs> it's a little yeah, scary so to I try to get into because there's so much. This morning, I guess I got a comment and um she said basically that investing in a cricket for her was the equivalent of investing in a car because in her mind she had to have all this other stuff just to get started. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's that right. resonated with me a little bit this morning because I was like, you don't need all that to get started. Yeah, you definitely don't. <laughs> you definitely don't. And I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that, you know, that are just nice. Con- I'm, I'm just going to say it outright. The easy press is a convenience more than anything else. It just yes. is. It makes things easier, but it doesn't make things possible. It makes things easier. Um you know, t- why is that? Is that because of like the temperature control and it's the, and the size, control, the timer, and the and the weight, right? Yeah, the, and the one weight. thing okay. that makes it yeah. really useful, and this is on the to be able to just take this big gigantic thing, and it weighs a solid twelve pounds. Like you put that thing flat on something, ain't moving. It ain't mm-hmm. moving at all. Um, but you could do the same thing with an iron with the steam turned off. Like you just can. It's not like I said. It doesn't enable. It improves the process. So yeah. I, but I do think that that's something that people that are new to the space, I think that's really interesting that, that that commenter said that because that is something, if you were to watch some particularly, I'm not going to name names, but some of the bigger channels, it's like, okay, we're just going to take out the Cricut Easy Press and we're going to put it on the Cricut mat and we're going to cut it with the Cricut tools. And it's like, whoa, okay, yeah, it, this could really run into a lot of money very, very quickly if you wanted to have all the cricket stuff that but, exists. I, mean, I feel, and Angie, correct me, I mean, or correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's a super easy, it, relatively speaking, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's an investment in the tool, I mean, in the mm-hmm. in any of the crickets, but I feel like it's, it is one of those things you can grow as you discuss, figure out what you yes. want to make with it. Yes, definitely. And I also- Like, you, you don't have to get everything people- right away- yeah. yeah. And I kind of encourage people to start if if they like, okay, I can't jump all the way to the maker, then like start with a mm-hmm. machine that is, you know, one of the lower machines. It still does all sorts of amazing things and you can upgrade right. later, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. I do encourage people to like pick the machine where you want to start because, and also the second problem with cricket crafting is the intimidation factor. Um, you pull that maker mm-hmm. out of the box, you have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> so yep, I feel right. like, yeah, yeah this people is... get super intimidated by that uh, fancier machine, the top of the line, it can do all the things, and then they don't even know where to start. So, yeah, it, it's almost, yeah, you, you're crippled by the options. One of the things I yeah. loved about when I got my Explorer, um, one of the things I loved about it was. The out of box experience is is very minimal, but when you go through the setup, it is actually really really good because you do everything the machine can do on the first project. You do you do a little thank you card. It does a cut. It does the pens. I mean it, and it takes you step by step on the screen. If you go through that tutorial, by the time you're done you're going to be comfortable working with the machine. You just will be. You, you, if you're not, 
I mean, there's certain there are certain people who won't be comfortable with it after that, and maybe this is probably not the greatest thing for them. But what I love about that tutorial is it shows you everything in one shot of what the machine can do, and you know. I think that that's something people don't expect. They expect to have the machine, they put it on their desk, and it's like, now what? And they have nothing. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They haven't been through the process yet, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, that's yeah. where you come in, though, because you well, are, that's true. you know, I always tell people, like, when, when you get these machines, when you get these machines, you know, before you even buy the machine, watch a few videos. I watched videos for weeks yeah. before I bought one. Well, the, re- the reason I bought mine, so... Uh, I'll, just real quick. So one of the, I, I use, I mean, I use mine for vinyl cutting for, you know, for stencils and stuff like that. But, uh, and I talked about it even at make 48 and with maker pipe and everything like that one of the things I use it the most for is engraving leather. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I have a third party attachment that I use to do that. And I, the, it, to your point, Vincent, I watched the reason I bought the cricket maker was because I watched that a couple of videos of people doing that. I was like, well, I, I could definitely use a vinyl cutter. So I'm going to, but I can also engrave leather. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sign me up. And, yeah. um, but to your point though, to me, I've stopped looking at, I've stopped watching the, 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 the you know, the how to videos from the brands and nothing against them at all. But the first thing I do is go to YouTube now. And I, yeah. it would be like, I'd go to, you know, your channel, Angie, and be like, like, what do I need to get going? And and there's so much you you have. If someone wanted to get into crickets, just find your channel. And, and <laughs> basically, they've got everything they need. They can find it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And But I'm going to need something from you, Ethan. I'm going to need the name of that engraving yeah. tool for the Explorer Air 2. Because oh, I'm I've been looking I'll send for it to you right one. now. Okay, you send that to me and because I've been looking for a good one to review because I get asked yeah, that no, so I don't, almost every I, I day. Know it works for the... <laughs> It works. It works on. It works on the maker. Um, I think that I think they have ones now that work on the Explorer. Um, okay. But the yeah, it works on the maker. And basically, what it does for anyone that doesn't know, so it basically, and I'll send you. I can send you the settings too. But basically, what you do is you tell the machine to cut cut leather, mm-hmm. and this tool instead of cutting it is like a little bit shallower and has like a really hard tip, and it just scrapes the leather. slash engraves the leather and it just it works the same way so i just set it up for a cutting leather uh setting and you put this thing in there and it engraves and it works really well i mean there you you know there's some tricks to making the logo or whatever you're trying to engrave work better than others and there's different kinds of leather that work better than others but overall it works great and i think it's like 26 dollars for this attachment but it never is is not a cutting tool, so it never is going to dull or anything like that. So yeah, I'll definitely yeah. send it to you. Yeah, like I have the one that Cricut makes for the maker, but I've been asked tons of times to review off-brand ones, and I just haven't found a good alternative. Oh yeah, yeah, no, this one, this <laughs> one's amazing. Yeah, this one's amazing. Um, I highly recommend it. But th- but there are some settings, so we'll we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the only thing that I'm I'm acting like I know what I'm doing. That is the only thing I know what to do <laughs> on, is is that one thing. So. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things I'm one of the things I'm seeing in in the in the I guess I'll call it the home crafting space is that people are just getting way more advanced, right? Like that it went from oh, I can do vinyls like I can do vinyl and stick that on a mug, just don't put it in the dishwasher to now people have myself included like these 
full-on sublimation setups like they have a sublimation printer sublimation paper they have a mug press and they're like somebody asked for a custom mug and people we're just cranking out mugs now it's like yeah no problem and look at this this i think the first time i saw the mug press i screamed like a little girl i'm like is this like you could make this at home this is amazing but i noticed you're i see you dipping into sublimation more i see you uh is that like I feel like that's like the next step for a lot of us, you know, just yeah. like, Oh yeah, no, we're, we were, the cricket's going to always be around. But I think like, I think sublimation is eventually just going to take over everything. Everybody's just going to be sublimating everything. Yeah. So I feel like cricket did a really great thing when they introduced infusible ink to the world. However, mm-hmm. they also, it's a gateway drug into <laughs> sublimation is like basically <laughs> what sure I call is. it. Because as soon as you touch infusible ink and you use it, you are amazed by what it can do and how it feels mm-hmm. on the surface and like, why have I been messing with HTV and vinyl when I can do this? And then you're like, wait a second, I can print whatever I want on a sublimation printer. You, yeah, you're kidding me. And then it just leads you down that path. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like um, I, along with every other cricket crafter have been led down that path. And so is my channel. So basically at this point I'm doing like, I, on average, one sublimation and one cricket video a week because I have just so many followers um, buying sublimation printers, converting Epson Eco tanks, um, setting up to do like all the things. Yeah, the greatest thing that ever happened, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was watching um, Just My DIY do a conversion video for the Eco Tank 2720, which is a stupidly cheap printer yeah i mean or 200 bucks you're in the door i mean it's just and then the ink is like 30 bucks and you sit there and you set it up and you get your first print the first night and you're like that's it mm-hmm. i can do this now and you know i did my first mug my first te- quote test mug and i was like that worked on the first try exactly the way it was supposed to I don't understand. Like, what's the catch? Like, there's got to be a catch. You you finish your first project, you just look at it, go, I, there's got to be a catch. Like, I must be missing something. Like, nope, it, it really is that easy. And the results are just unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's like one of the easiest crafts, but can also be the most frustrating because it's hard. Um, it's hard to troubleshoot, I find, especially for like beginners. Um, so your first five mm-hmm. projects go okay and then you know your sixth and seventh don't and you don't understand why um <laughs> and i feel like like mugs is a good example it's a it's that's an easier sublimation project but people tend to jump straight into more advanced sublimation projects where they really really need a heat press to get the pressure they need for that mm-hmm. you know surface but they're trying to use their easy press for it and they don't understand so it it does kind of lead down a road where um I find people are kind of get frustrated with sublimation when they try to go a little bit more advanced. So, which is where my channel comes in. Once yeah, again. I, <laughs> right. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's where you, you are. So one of the things I love, like we were talking beforehand about the, um, you did a video, <laughs> you did a video two weeks ago that I swear to you, it might be one of my favorite videos that you've made. I know this is going to, it sounds hard because you've done some beautiful projects and some incredible things, but I think my favorite video of yours was you sitting there with like mug after mug after mug of glass mugs. Cause there's this, there's this notion that putting a glass mug inside the mug press 
will break it instantly. Like it just instantly dies. It's an instant kill shot. And you went through, I think, what did you go through? About a dozen mugs that day yes. when you were doing that test? <laughs> I had mug, I have mugs everywhere. Yeah. And, you Anybody just, made- and I'm watching. I was watching. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Anybody need a mug? Like I have, there's mugs everywhere and mugs for everybody, everyone for Christmas. There's, there's glass mugs. <laughs> mugs for days. <laughs> for anyone listening, by the way, there's a, there's about a one and a half to two second delay between us and Angie. So I, I apologize if I'm stomping on you constantly. It's not intentional. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, so, so, so there's, so you take out you take out like a dozen mugs and you set out to prove that it's not going to kill your mug press um it might just slowly give it problems that you can recover from for the most part we don't you know there are people who we've seen them on youtube videos it died on camera you know it it happens but it's just really interesting watching you set out to break a mug press <laughs> it was like <laughs> wow this is like this is kind of crazy like she's nuts doing this what inspired that and did because there wasn't really a project involved so much as you going all right i'm just going to tackle this let's just see if this happens the way we understand it to happen yep so i did a video when the mug press first came out and i tested tons of different blanks and in that i did like a glass beer stein everyone loved it going crazy Mm -hmm. over it right and then all these people start coming out with videos where they say that glass will break the mug press and so then i get all these questions like is Mm -hmm. this true angie can i really do this glass beer stein and you know like all my only response could be like it hasn't happened to me so i'm not sure and then i thought you know why not Mm -hmm. let's just make it happen to me like because going back to that comment i got about you know the the woman who felt like a cricket was like an investment in a small car like a mug press for a lot of people is a huge investment. So they're making this investment mm-hmm. and they rely on me to make good recommendations for things that go in it. So I recommended this glass beer stein, didn't have any issues with it, but would it in fact break a mug press randomly, right? So I just like felt mm-hmm. like a responsibility, like I needed to try and like, but how do you try? And I just came up with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to break a mug press. I ordered a second mug press. I was that <laughs> convinced that I could break my mug press. And I didn't want to be without it because I love my I love my mug press. So I have two mug presses in my craft room now that still work because I have been unable <laughs> to break one of the mug presses. Like I cannot get it to break. <laughs> Angie, send it to me. I can break anything. Trust me. <laughs> I, love, I love that you set out to break it like that was the goal i want to break this and you still couldn't which which means doesn't mean you can't break it it just means it's not as easy to break as people have led everyone to believe it is that's all yeah i mean i think there is something there um and i don't think it's specific to glass i really think it's using the wrong blank um like bottom line in my youtube video Mm -hmm. but um I, I just really thought that I could get it to break on camera and I would have a, you know, a conclusion at the end. And I just kept putting the mugs in and I was like, I do not, do not want to make another mug here. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs this many glasses. Yeah. They do not. <laughs> do you, 
So <laughs> you you obviously, I mean, I know you, your channel probably started as leaning more towards completing projects and showing people how to do projects, but have you kind of like started to feel like I like that you kind of ex- you kind of said that you felt like you had a responsibility there yeah. to to take that myth on for people because. You know, I'm I'm not going to be presumptuous, but hey, you could afford to get another mug press, and if it broke, it would suck, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. Whereas somebody else, it might be, oh, that's devastating. I'm done. You know, and I like I like that you feel like that was your responsibility. Is that something you feel? Is that something you take into account when you make a video? Like you you have a responsibility to explain a process. Like this is really cool. I I feel like I owe it to this community of people that watch my stuff to show them how to do the stuff that I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just landed a few years back, several years now at this point, um, when the original maker came out, um, I did a video and it was just like 10 things you never knew the maker could cut or something like that kind of clickbait title. And I just cut all these weird, (laughs) random things with my machine, like, what else could I get it to cut? Do I have something in the kitchen? And I'm just like cutting these weird, random things. And people loved it. And I was like, you know, sat down to analyze that, like, why? And it's just because, mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. right? Like, no one else is trying to cut shrinky dinks with their cricket. Like, why? But <laughs> but I do. Um, so <laughs> can, you a, can you cut a Twinkie? Yeah, uh, yeah right. Can, can, have you seen people cut their tortillas into shapes and make uh, quesadillas? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> no, I haven't seen Michael, that. Michael, Mr. Crafty Pants did it. That's and hilarious. I was like, are you out of your freaking yes. mind? And it worked. That's hilarious. I was so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100% got that to work. Um, but it, I, then I just was like, you know, this kind of like sets me apart. And it uses that part of my brain that, you know, we talked about, I have a background in engineering. Mm-hmm. And it uses that engineering mindset as well with like experimental type things. So I just experiment. Like, mm-hmm. can I get the cricket to cut? You know, can I get it to engrave metal? How thick can I go? Like how intricate? at what point does it fail? And then I can tell my followers, okay, at this point, you will start having failures. So keep your designs to, you know, this size, that type of thing. That's, I mean, that's brilliant. I mean, it really is. And I think that's, I was listening to a podcast this morning where they were talking about is YouTube saturated all those types of things. And, you know, the answer is no, but it's not saturated if you have an angle or, or a reason to be. And, and that's exactly, it sounds like that's exactly where you stumbled and not stumbled. That's exactly where you, where you landed is how do, what, what can I offer that's different? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, and like you said, it, it's not saturated. However, the world only needs so many videos about making a basic t-shirt <laughs> with your cricket machine. Exactly. Um, like what right. can I do to make that special or different or, yeah. you know, something super or, crazy that uh, my no brand. Ever seen before. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that that's the funny part. Cause you get the machine, you do your first few projects and you're like, everyone's got to see this. And you go to YouTube and you're like, Oh, everyone already has seen this. All right. I'm just late to the party. That's cool. <laughs> but you know, but it's, it's not even like, it, sometimes it's not even, the fact of like no one's no one's ever done this before it's like a revolutionary idea sometimes it's also just about presenting it in a way that's ex- mm-hmm. accessible and 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 you know yeah I, I guess i'll just leave it at, at accessible for people and i think that is definitely one of the things i've noticed from your videos angie is like 
the the way you go about it is very like straightforward, matter of fact, but very like clear and concise. It's not it's, it's not a lot of fluff, but it's There's but a no lot of fluff, by the no way. fluff, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Like, it's still way. entertaining to watch. Which, yeah, so by the way, I, now that we know you were an engineer, yeah, it, it may all makes sense now, right? So <laughs> yeah, it all so, makes perfect sense. Yeah. I get comments every single day thanking me like profusely for cutting out all the fluff because that's why people yeah. come to me because they don't have time for the fluff. Like I really need to know mm-hmm. how to layer vinyl and what are your best tips and tricks. And I don't need you to tell me about your cat for 10 minutes or whatever. So I just <laughs> leave all that out. <laughs> but you, you know what else, but, and I, I'll go back to the video I was talking about earlier. I think it was, it was a, you know, the wet, uh, the wet vinyl where you're, you're like, stay to the end because there's going to be a lot of frequently asked questions and I'm going to address those at the end. And so there, I, well, knowing YouTube one, I think that's really smart because it's a way to get people retention. Right. But it's also a kind of a way to like, say, you know what, I'm going to address those questions at the end. Like, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, mix it up in the middle of the video when I'm showing you guys how to do these things, I'll answer those questions at the end. And I think that's a really smart way of going about answering questions that people might have. Yeah. So that one, I, um, I, I knew about the method, of course, from like, you know, like you said, your father had been doing it or whatever, but, um, I wasn't sure how the cricket community would like react to it, I guess. Um, I actually did a reel, uh, just like super short 30 seconds a few months back and I just put it up on Instagram and got like all the feedback in the comment section. And then I took those comments and basically made the frequently asked questions for my YouTube video because there were a lot of both negative and positive feedback on the Instagram reel. Mm-hmm. I I so I was able to take that and kind of like, you know, take care of some of that, those common things in the questions without them needing to ask it because if I wait until they ask it on YouTube, it's mm-hmm. great for engagement. Yes. But no one reads all those comments. <laughs> and then I get the same question. No. 45 times. Over and over and over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine I'm your comment section. Like I've been in your comment section. I imagine it's got it at times you have 183,000 subs on YouTube. So I can imagine that there comes times where you must look at that comment section and go, Oh, not today. Just not today. (laughs) Not today. Not today. today. Like, and so I still answer every YouTube comment myself. I don't have anyone hired to do that. Um, so that's all on me. And I try to type a response to at least 90% of them, whether that's just thank you for watching or yeah, just a little something. Um, so it's a you lot and it has to be done every day in your comments. <laughs> it, you know, it, and, and we've talked about this before. I, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in that. And I also under, can also truly re- understand how much work that takes it takes a ton of work it's one of those things where as you get bigger it's great that you're getting bigger but it also means responding to that many more comments and i commend you for that i, I think it's i think it's super important I, I i i don't know i just i always i've always felt that way vincent we've talked about this so many times mm-hmm. i think it's if someone is is takes the time to ask a question they deserve a response you know yeah 
Yeah. So I commend you for that, even though I know it's super, super time consuming and hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like your I like your um your brand name because you are Angie Holden. And I like how you introduce yourself as the blogger from the country cheek crunch. crunch oh, easy for me to say the country chic cottage. You just sounded um, like me, yeah. Vincent. I know. I really <laughs> did. Well, to your point. Um, <laughs> yeah. But where did, what's, what's the story with the country chic cottage? Like, what's that all about? Yeah. Is it like, tell us a little bit about that because I knew you from your YouTube channel first. And now there's this whole world of like, the Angie Holden brand is much bigger than just a YouTube channel. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I started my blog, um, it was the very first thing I was like, okay, like middle of recession, I have a new year's resolution. I'm going to spruce up my house and I'm going to like write blog posts about it to keep myself accountable. Right. And a friend of mine had a blog and she wrote about like home decor stuff and her blog was like the shabby chic cottage at the time and so i'm like she's like we should be like vlog sisters like we'll just have similar names we'll do it so we just did that right so that that's how zero thought goes into a blog name like okay let's just do that and then at a certain point after years it's just like a label that's stuck on you at this point right so all these people know that name And so I have kind of slowly been transitioning to more of like the Angie Holden brand um, and just like inserting the country sheet cottage as more of a tagline and then maybe eventually Mm -hmm. drop it completely. We'll see where it goes, but. It's, it's, it's such a great, you know, when I first checked out your site, I was like, wow, this is like, this stuff is really cute. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that, you know, this, you know, farmhouse chic and country chic is really my thing. However, I look at some of the stuff and go, that's really cute. Like that is really, really cute. Like I like, I don't like all of it necessarily. Like I noticed uh, there's one person, I won't, I won't call them out by name, but there's one person who, no matter what the holiday is, Every single thing they make, they call it farmhouse chic, and it's brown. Everything <laughs> this woman makes is brown. Oh, it's, uh, thank you. I'm glad you said woman because I thought you were talking about me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but everything you make is brown because it's leather. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but no, but it's like you. You are not. I, I like you. Don't you don't shy away from color. You don't shy away from. You don't. You don't even necessarily. Not everything is like country chic even it's there's this there's an elegance to a lot of the stuff you make like you you do vary your styles up and i do appreciate that you know there is you know there's kind of a a a collection going on there's a language going on but it's not all the same type of thing over and over again i do like that you are a little more adventurous with your designs and your styles and stuff i think that's actually kind of well, cool we and we always say i i always say this that there's a through line right there's there's something that connects all of your pieces even if they don't look the same you know mm-hmm. right. yeah so i will say like my house if you were to walk into my home it's very farmhouse style but at some point i realized like that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean like everything I make for the blog has to be that style, if that makes sense. So I try to have like a cohesive look mm-hmm. to my blog projects and not all of those like we discussed or for me are my home because I make so much stuff and that's okay. Like it doesn't have to be um, like, I feel mm-hmm. like people can have two different separate styles and that's 
okay. Yeah, I like I like the I like when people take something that is unexpected and kind of I don't want to say shoehorn because that has negative connotations, but it kind of is what it is. When somebody will take something and like, hey, today I'm going to take this AK-47 and I'm going to make it country chic, and it's like, okay, cool, I'm in for it. Let's watch. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, it's something completely random and silly and fun, and I'm okay with all that. Like, I like I like watching people adapt things to their own style because I think the process of taking something and making it fit your decor or your style. I do think that's interesting. Um, I, I, where I, where people lose me is it's like, Oh, we're doing, we're doing that again. Oh, yay. We're doing black gingham. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Again. Yes. Got, <laughs> okay. While okay. I love black gingham, I am not going to be cutting that on my cricket every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I feel like some people given an opportunity, especially in the crafting space would have gingham clothes. Like I really do feel like they would just be wearing gingham clothes. If it was still a thing. Like I remember my mom making gingham dresses for my sister. She used to buy Butterick patterns and she used to make, gingham dresses for my sister when she was little and every time i see gingham i think of my sister's dresses she had a red one a black one and a blue one (laughs) well it's totally back (laughs) ah yes (laughs) it it is right like i'm starting to see a lot of people like there's if you wait long enough everything comes back it does yeah i watched a whole video i i forgot who did it um i watched a whole video on how to read, I think it was, I actually think, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, it was Kid. Um, oh, yeah. Kid from Skilltree did a mm-hmm. whole video on how to um, how to work from a pattern, like a, like a traditional Butterick-style pattern. Hmm. And I don't think I like, saw that one. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> it's like, you know, here's Kit, who's like, you know, just a dude's dude. And he's like, saying, all right, so yeah, this is where you look. And see right here, these triangles, that means you make see, a cut that's here. Why, that's why he's, that's why he's he, he is who he is. He's he's awesome about that kind of stuff. Like, yep, yep. He'll tackle anything. Yeah. So is that, I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen you do any of that stuff. Like, is that kind of like... I don't, I don't want to call it homemaker stuff. I have such terrible names for things, but it's just how I think of them. I don't mean bad things. Do you do like homemaker type stuff like that? Do you like have a bunch of patterns? Do you knit? I don't, I've never seen you do any of that kind of stuff on your channel. Well, I, I, I always say that I can sew, but I would never call myself a seamstress. <laughs> so, um, there yeah. you go. so I've done some maker projects with, fabric and like simple sewing so if there's straight lines involved mm-hmm. you know i'm your girl uh but like anything <laughs> super complicated i you know we'll we'll leave that to like sweet red poppy and that type of <laughs> those type of people um, <laughs> and as much as my grandmother tried and tried to teach me how to crochet and knit i am obviously not a good student because I cannot still do that today. So I'm also not your girl there. <laughs> I have a funny so um, the- knitting story. Would you all like to hear my funny knitting story? Uh, absolutely. I, I'm here yes. for it. Okay. So I had a um, sponsored post and they wanted me to do something with knitting and, you know, I mean, I'm up for it. Right. So I, I'm all over it. And so I'm like, you got to make that money. Right. So like everyone does this arm knitting and it looks super simple. They just move their arms. It becomes a thing. Right. And so I order this yarn from (laughs) the website and it comes in. I've seen people. (laughs) And I'm thinking, 
Boy. I've seen people do this. It looks almost impossible, by the way. Well, I, in my mind, it was easy. <laughs> and so the yarn comes in, and this yarn, I mean, it is like an inch and a half in diameter. Uh-huh. I mean, this yarn is huge. And I'm thinking, you know, is this right? Like, did, did I do the right thing? Surely, <laughs> it's got to be right, right? Like, this is, it's yarn. It, all yarn's the same. This is yarn is yarn. Now there's Angie's knitting knowledge coming through because anybody's like, no, yarn is not the same. So (laughs) here I go. I grab a YouTube video and I'm I'm arm knitting away and I'm going to make a scarf. And so I turn this yarn into a scarf. And this thing is so rigid. Like it is like a hoop. Just a circular hoop <laughs> that does not move. This is how stiff this yarn is. And I'm like, I don't think this is what's supposed to happen. And so my daughter is like my model, right? So I'm like, okay, we need to take a picture of this scarf. And she puts it on and she says, Mom, this is a wreath. This is not a scarf. <laughs> and I was like, well, what? What am I supposed to do? Like, I have this post and it's due. And she's like, you're going to have to make a wreath. I turned that into a wreath and for fall. <laughs> and it is one of my most popular fall posts ever. And it was never, ever supposed to be a wreath because I thought I could knit a scarf. <laughs> you know um, what, though? Never underestimate the things that are, you know, the things that were not supposed to be what they were. Those yeah. are the posts that blow up and you're like, why? Right? Yeah. I posted Angie, that with like my. I'm looking at the post I, on your blog. Did you find it? Yeah. So it like I posted that. No, I that, need to find it. Where like my so- hand was shaking like when I posted it because I was like, "There's no way this anyone is going to believe this was supposed to be a wreath." Like <laughs> no so one is going to believe this. No one. And so everyone funny. loves that wreath. Like it's starting to trend again because it's fall. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm looking at it go, you I can't you know, if I didn't know the story and it wasn't intended oh. to be that, I would have no idea. This is I love that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so Vincent you, Vincent just sent me the the link. Yeah. I love that. That is well, I'm not surprised that that's like super popular. That is <laughs> wow. beautiful. Well, if you that can imagine so that cool, like around my daughter's neck as, you, as a scarf, you can yeah, get no, the visual yeah. you can visualize it right there. <laughs> Well, um, how about this one? How about this one? So it is October 18th today as we record. This is going to be the 20th as we drop this. So it's going to be that post will be two years old, October 22nd. There you go. There you go. Just almost two years old. This looks, I I mean, I love that. Actually, I really do love that. Intentional. (laughs) I really like it. I mean, yes. I mean, it would not keep my neck warm in the in the winter, but no, it would not. As a wreath, it's beautiful. <laughs> it would be more like a travel pillow, like if you. Were yes, to it is like, actually. It is. There you it go, is Angie. There's just your next like video. a travel pillow when you put it on. <laughs> <laughs> that's your, that. That's your next video: how to make an arm knit travel pillow. See, look at look at look at we. I'm telling you, Ethan, we should start that consulting business. I know, we right? We're about, really like, good at this. Maker yeah. consultants. I, I actually, I, I genuinely like really do like the aesthetic of that though. I'd, rather ha- I'd much rather have that on my door than the like cheesy fake like foliage oh, wreath I'm, that I have. I'm so, I'm so tired of twig wreaths. You mm-hmm. have no idea. Like I, I, you go into, I, I, do you ever get this? Like 
I go into Michael's probably more than any other human with maybe the exception of Angie. Okay, fine. But I go into Michael's. I'm literally in there every weekend. I'm at the point where everyone that works at Michael's recognizes me as the only dude walking around Michael's without his wife. Like (laughs) I'm literally the only dude in the store at any given time. And I'm totally cool with that because I love that store. I know where everything is. I know all the people that work there. It's my store. That and Home Depot, like everybody in both stores knows me. They see me all the time. When I go in there around the end of fall and the beginning of winter, and you start to see the damn twig wreaths, mm. and it's just a whole aisle of them and just different sizes. And I just look at them going, oh, God, you know, people are like, I know people are just buying them and hanging them. Like, they're not doing anything with them, they're not making anything cool out of it. Like, is there, are there any cliches like that that bug you, Angie? Like, things that you see people doing all the time where you're just like, oh, come on. Really? You've also, you just alienated all of the wreath. Uh, but I don't think the people that would listen to, <laughs> see, this joking, is the thing. I don't think the people that would listen to, An, that listen to this to hear Angie or watch Angie's stuff, I don't think they would do that, right? Like, I don't think they'd go to Michael's and buy a twig wreath and hang it on their door and say, I've decorated for the holidays. <laughs> you know, I just, it doesn't seem like the people that would, be interested so i'm just wondering are there any of those like you know cliches that drive you crazy too or that's a tough question <laughs> Ooh, i'm asking the hard-hitting right? questions now <laughs> <laughs> i'm the new barbara walters <laughs> now we got to make angie cry like that's the way barbara walters always works right? they have to make say, you cry in every interview i will say um there's like a whole joke of um you know, a real farmhouse, you don't have to hang a sign that says farmhouse on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Totally. Yeah. That's, so that, I, I hadn't heard that. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So that might, yeah, uh, it might bug, bug me just a little bit when I see lots of things that say farmhouse <laughs> all over them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally, I never thought of that. And now it's like, my, you ever, you have those mind blowing moments. That was a mind blowing moment for me just now. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we, you don't have to tell me that my, you know, my barnwood house with a silo next door is a farmhouse. Yes, we know. <laughs> we got the memo. <laughs> is it, I always find it weird too. Like when somebody will live in like the middle of like, I don't know, San Francisco and then decorate their house, like as a farmhouse, it's like, Really, like it's. it's I I know you, some people just love different aesthetics. I I get that, but it just seems so. I don't know. It's like discordant music, you know, where it just like it doesn't go. It's you're in the middle of an urban center, and th- that's not even an oasis. It just looks weird and out of place. And I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to criticize people's design sensibilities, but I don't know. It just you feels know, you, weird. You know, what it reminds me of is that. that- I think it's progressive commercial with our, the whole like don't become your parent like your parents <laughs> and they're in there one of them's like they have a sign it's like no fussing no cussing and he's like nope and he throws in the garbage can like as a sign that says <laughs> yeah no cussing no fussing nope that's going in the garbage the 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 big thing that you have to run into as someone who's known for their cricket crafting and this is a major pet peeve of mine i'm imagining it's probably one you run into a lot 
design space pretty much sucks, right? I mean, we can all pretty much agree on that, right? Like design space, I, I, I won't get, I won't try to corner you into saying it sucks, but it always feels like it just never works right. Like there's, it's either it's crashy, it's sluggish. I know they just added, I know for, for access members, they just added a background removal feature it, and no, I saw Corinne Blackstone. No. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> And I so I watched Corinne do a video about it, and I'm like, okay, I oh, look, I'm a guy who knows Photoshop really well. I know Adobe Illustrator really well, and I know all the tools that I would use to do that manually, and I feel like I would get a better result. I, I'm almost positive I could get a better result, but I also know that Cricut Design Space is not really geared towards people like me. It's more geared towards people who have never touched design software. And want, I get that. Okay, cool. But I'm just watching this going, they put this product out. Like I watched, she cut one graphic and it looked like it just took forever. And the results were okay. They were, they were passable. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say they were great, but I'd say versus not being able to do it, it was fine. But since you rely so heavily on your cricket, uh, there's gotta be times where you're using design space and you just want to pull your hair out because I know I don't even use it that much. And I want to pull my hair out when I use it. And and I'm sorry, and I'm jumping in, but I'm in Vincent, you know, my capabilities on on those is very limited, but I do everything outside of it. Yeah. And I know what, I know what works for importing into design space. Mm -hmm. And so I do everything outside of it and then bring it in too. So I didn't, I don't, I didn't really, I don't think I really realized that anyone actually did editing or anything in. Oh yeah. Cricut software. They do. Um, Is that a thing? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I have all the things to edit outside of design space because I do make my own SVG files. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have that ability. Mm -hmm. However, I'm also in the unique position where I need to do, a majority of the things I feel like within design space to show people how to do it right. and to like teach right. people workarounds <laughs> would, basically, would basically be it. Right. Right. Um, so I do feel like it is good for people starting out because it's simple. Click a few mm-hmm. buttons. They don't understand Photoshop. They don't understand Illustrator. They don't understand the terminology. So, it functions as that um but when you're trying to use it for anything beyond that it does get super glitchy um i'm not at all happy Mm -hmm. with the background remover yet um so a lot of times what i do is i give them a few weeks to work the tweaks out and then i make my video um because Mm -hmm. making a video the day it's released is almost always a disaster for me (laughs) Because well, it, sure. like, well, the, the, right. <laughs> the offset feature was a good example, right? The right. offset yes. feature was a good example because when, when that came out, like it would crash as you're doing it. It's like, oh, uh, okay, like this is a, I hear this is a great feature. I just can't get it to not crash when I'm trying to use it. Yeah. So I still get questions every single day about offset not working. And it just wants, like, I just want to cry because mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for people. I cannot. <laughs> Like yeah, solve right. your problems. It works fine on my machine, ninety five percent of the time, and so that's where I'm just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I almost, <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I know, like, though, my like, issue is not you have like, to use it, right? And like, my issue is not my computer. Like, my computer has enough memory to run it, and a lot of times I think um, people are trying to use it on a machine that is just max capacity. 
And I think uh, it yeah. makes the issues yep. 10 times worse, especially like when they're talking about it right. being so slow. And I'm like, uh, how full is your computer? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Or, or the other thing is, you know, I noticed... I noticed, like, because I follow Kayla McIntosh, I've been watching her probably the longest of all the cricket people, um, but I've been following her for a long time. And I notice in her comment section, I see a lot of people say the same thing. It's like, but this doesn't work for me because I'm on an iPad. Yes. And I started realizing, like, wow, the one thing that is really broken with design space is that they don't have feature parity with all the versions of design space. Yes, like, well, it, that's it, that's super interesting that you say that, Vincent, because you know me, I, I do all my edit video mm-hmm. editing on my iPad, but I don't do any of any of the cricket stuff on my iPad. There's so, a lot yeah. of um, particularly older people who like their kid got them got them an iPad. And for the most part with the crick, one thing I do like about design space for the iPad is I would say it's about 90 percent, 85 percent the feature set but there are some features where you see in a video go oh that's great and it just doesn't work on the ipad they they, like offsets is a good one i'm pretty sure that background removal tool is never going to be on the ipad if at all no you know it's just like oh okay the biggest one that's not on the ipad is you cannot use your knife blade on anything but a computer and it gets people every single time like i get every day people so mad because they purchased a knife blade and Hmm. it does not work I that's just stupid. (laughs) That's just stupid. Well, because I I mean, I do think there's a again, as I said, I do all my editing on my iPad. I feel like there is somewhat of a movement, especially for people that do like, you know, Vincent, you I mean, you you're you sketch and everything like that on Mm -hmm. your iPad. Mm -hmm. Like there is a movement to doing that. And I feel like that's a that's that's a lapse. You know, that's a a a miss. yeah, I, I, you know, we're not talking about, okay, so Adobe Illustrator is a really good example because I use Illustrator every single day, most of the day. That's what I use for work all day long. So it, I have Illustrator. I usually walk into my computer at work. I open Outlook and Illustrator, and then I'm ready to work. Like, that's my day. And I'm, I'm looking at, I, I look at what, what Adobe's managed to do with Illustrator. And while they don't have every feature, you can't have every feature of Illustrator on Illustrator for the iPad. It's just not possible. There's just no way it will never happen. I understand that. But what they have managed to do is pay attention enough to what users use and bring enough of the core functionality over where, for the most part, you can get by without a computer with, a, with Illustrator for the iPad. Whereas Design Space... It feels like, hey, we rolled out this neat new feature called offsets. And, you know, you have that really cool sticker business where you're designing all your stickers with Procreate. Look how cool everything looks. You can't do an offset in in design space on your iPad. It's like, why? Why is that feature not there? Like, the, there's no rhyme where he's like, I didn't know about the knife blade, but that's just infuriating. Like, that's just, that's a blade. Like, we're not even talking about... We're not even talking about a full feature. We're talking about an option when you set up your cut. That's just stupid. <laughs> yep. I totally well, we feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't imagine, like, I know I, how much you have to rely on design space. I, I always, I'm always bitching about it. And I, I, pr- I promise you, my wife, who has really only touched the cricket as learn, helping her sister learn it, 
um, you know, because she watches the videos with me, so she understands the way it works, even if she's never done most of this stuff. She's amazing at weeding. I, she loves weeding. Oh, yeah, the woman she's, is the, she's a weeding machine. Yeah, she, I, when I have something to weed, I hate weeding. I just give it to her. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of crazy just how oh ugh, infuriating <laughs> is she hears me yelling about it all the time like damn it it crashed again damn it it crashed again and like you you know like you know like you said I have plenty of I'm more than enough computer to run design space yeah. <laughs> no matter what computer in this house I touch it's enough computer it's just so frustrating but all right, I don't want to turn this into the design space podcast. I I just wanted to know if it was if I was I know you see like the rumblings in the in the comment section and in the on the subreddit that design space is awful. All I'm gonna say is this. I've also used Silhouette, was it Silhouette Studio is their software? Yeah. It ain't a whole lot better. <laughs> it's not a whole lot better. I'm sorry, it's terrible. I, I still I still think I I still think doing stuff outside of it and bringing it is in the move. Is yeah. The, I think how, answer, to but. whatever degree you're yeah. able, yeah. that's see Angie, that's your cricket tip that you give your viewers. Like, yeah, <laughs> to the extent you're able do everything outside of design space and just no, use design space. To I, cut I, mean, I, I still, I still use paint.net, which is a free. <laughs> that's amazing to me, but yeah. okay. <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, yeah. for simple things, for if getting rid of backgrounds, for all those things it works great for for anytime i engrave a logo with mm-hmm. my cricket almost always i use paint.net and it's it's super simple software it's free you can download it and it's super easy to get rid of backgrounds so i've had adobe stuff for so long that my brain doesn't function in any other software anymore right. it's just like illustrate and inkscape i don't think so sir i have illustrator <laughs> right well and then, and then you throw in paint.net which is like the like yep. the bottom of the barrel but hey. it works i mean it, it works. works for simple things it works yes. for simple things yes we could always be like grant so i had to remove a background the other day and it was so much easier in canva like canva.com yes mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of photoshop yep. Like it was so much easier, and mm-hmm, like yeah. I use Photoshop every day, but it was so much easier. It's like one click in Canva, and the background was gone. <laughs> it's really Can- Canva is amazing. Yeah, actually, you know what? And well, we we're not our things things of the week or shadows, but Canva is amazing for oh, good. thumbnails for tons of stuff. I'll, I'll tell you all a little secret. I'll tell you all a little secret. The splash screen with my logo in my YouTube videos. I did mm-hmm. that with Canva. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely amazing. You know what I love about it too? Like even when it's just a picture and I don't have any other graphics, it's just nice to have the same like the ratio. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just do it to make sure I have the right ratio for yep. a thumbnail or whatever. But. Yep. And I'll I'll be honest with you, I actually was a Canva Pro member for a couple of years, and I just recently canceled my Pro subscription because I realized that. The main function I was using it for was exactly that, having right. templates of everything. Right. And I'm like, you know, if I just spent a couple of hours and remade all of these templates in Adobe Illustrator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'd be good. Right. But I've been so lazy for so long. And finally, I got that last like $15 charge. And I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm paying for Illustrator. Time to get start really getting my money's worth. So... But yes, I I completely agree. If you have no design skills whatsoever, even the free version of Canva, well, even if you do, it's yeah. so easy. 
Well, if you do, I'm just thinking if you do, you probably have software that can handle mm-hmm. it. But if you don't, mm-hmm. it, even if you do, it's good for banging stuff out that's really quick and easy. The templates are really good. Yeah, Canva's a good one, man. Mm-hmm. We never talked about them in all this time on I this know. show. Angie, wait a, wait a. Yeah. That, was like, that's, that might be the best thing of the week that we're going to talk about before we even get to things of the week. It would be like my thing of the year. <laughs> that's right. Because it's like that. I yeah, exactly. That 100%. <laughs> no. It, it really is. I mean, I, I I use it almost every time I do a YouTube video thumbnail. Just again, like like I said, just even if I need the parameters, it's just it's a nice so, such a simple a free one. tool. So and we were talking we about interfaces on your phone. I'm, I'm not a pro member anymore, so but I. Yes. Wait, what? The phone so, app is fantastic. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, dude, it's so good. And their iPad app oh. is even better. What? So good. Dude, okay. the iPad app for Canva is killer. It's so right, you guys just you guys just changed my life, I think, tonight. Oh man, it is yeah, that's a good that's a good call. I almost you didn't you didn't use the app? No, that's that's what's weird. I used uh, my oh. laptop, which I use my iPad for everything. Oh, now you're going to use it for Canva too. It's freaking fantastic, <sighs> dude. It does everything See, the desktop does and it's faster. Yes. See, so Angie, good. this is why I do the podcast every week because I still I learn things every week <laughs> that I never thought I would learn. We should get we should get Angie to come in every week. She seems to be inspiring right. the hell out of both of us. Right, I love this. Um but that would mean she'd have to come up with a thing of the week every week, which that's not fun. Trust me. After we're in a, this is episode 120 and I'm running out of things. Like, thank God there's a lot of good stuff on TV lately, but that's not for me to say. We always let the guest go first. So Angie, yeah. what yeah, is your so thing of the week? This was my hardest question that you had for me. And you asked me a tough <laughs> question. Okay. So and if, mine is going to be a spoiler alert because I'm filming a video on this. But it's definitely like nice. something I'm excited about. Um, it's the We Are Memory Keepers printmaker. I don't know if you've seen this or not. You like? <gasps> yes. Wait, say that again. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, it's I called have. the printmaker, and it's from We Are Memory Keepers. And you can print mm-hmm. on things okay. like ribbon, sh- shoelaces, mm-hmm. lanyards. Like if you just run it across something, it prints out on it. And I am. Like, no, like so the thing is like stationary no you and then you just run like this across little, it it's like a little handheld thing like a small cube um what four inches by four inches something like that it's a little bitty cube I, and it, you just run it across things. it's and it awesome has, like, guides to like do the ribbon on i have all those to test like going to be running tons of tests um but i'm super excited about it and the possibilities for the holidays are like mind-blowing Oh my god! Oh my gosh! That's amazing. That sounds super Dude, cool. This thing is fantastic. Yeah, Angie, that's a good one. I, that is something. The fact that you're going to be doing like a test of it, I am very excited now because now I'm going to hold off. I want one of these really, really bad, and now I'm going to wait to see what you think of it before I even think about buying it. I am so excited that you're touching it! Yay! You, you know, what I'm a little scared of is like co- like college kids are going to be doing this too kids that pass out they're just gonna be on their foreheads like <laughs> printing on their foreheads i won't test that part <laughs> so what yeah exactly so what's the sharpie genitalia we're just gonna yeah, have, exactly right have exactly. full color prints on oh, people's heads gosh, now yeah, exactly. oh that is awesome yeah I, I you know so it's funny you mentioned we are memory keepers they had um they had something I actually wanted to buy, and I waited too long, and now you can't buy it anymore. They used to have a vacuum former that you could buy. Yes, it was they're very clearing those out. Per- 
I can't. You can't find them anywhere. Like oh. anywhere. Yeah. So and they were Michael's, like 150 bucks, and I never bought it. Yeah, Michael's dropped. I feel like she might have the hookup, Vincent. Yeah, they don't have them though. They nobody has them. I want that thing, but I think they're just not going to be making them anymore. So they're gone. Yeah, I think it. And that I actually had. Um, so every year, at least pre-COVID. Um, I went to like a trade show for the craft industry and they would show off all the like latest and greatest new products. And I got to see that mold maker before it was released. And I have a video up on YouTube and it like did super well. And then I never got my hands on one. And now it seems to be gone. The, my Why? Michaels, my Michaels never had it in stock. Like they always had the display model sitting there, but they never had the actual product in stock. Like I would check the website each time before I went. Never, ever, ever had it in stock. And then hmm. a couple of days ago, I went on the a couple of weeks ago rather, I went on the app and I started looking for it, and I'm like, it's not listed anymore. Like, did they stop making this thing? And then you start looking around and nobody has like, Joanne doesn't have it. Michael's doesn't have it. Um, yeah, it's, that sucks. But this, this printmaker thing, man, that's, that's a good one. I am very excited to see what you think of it. Cause this little thing, I forgot where it popped up. I saw it. Oh, you know what it was? It was like in an email I got from some other company. I was like, Oh yeah, look at this. And I'm like, Ooh, that's cool. Like I'm imagining just, washi tape city like people making their own washi tape in yes. their in their craft rooms it's just yeah so oh, i'm excited awesome. to get to test so, that out so if you have any suggestions like what should i try to print on then like drop me a message and we'll see what happens yeah when awesome. are you, I love it. when do you work when are you going to start working on that video hopefully tomorrow okay so by the time you guys hear this she'll be one day in so check out um the country cheek. I can't pronounce you. No wonder you're just calling yourself Angie Holden. See, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the countrycheekcottage.net, you can get in touch with Angie there and um, give her suggestions for what you'd like to see this little guy print on. I am. Uh, uh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, even if I'm done we with the video, preview, like, we'll just run more tests on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm all about testing things. Yeah, I mean, you're willing to sacrifice anything to get that test done, and we all appreciate it. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan, it's your turn. Yeah, I, don't have... I know you had you had nothing before we started, so I now had nothing. It's your turn. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, well, so I'm just gonna give a couple of our former guests shoutouts. And okay. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm remembering these people right, um, but yeah. So two of our <laughs> former guests, really really good friends of the podcast, um, hit 10k on Instagram and uh, not Instagram on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the first one is Justin of Call Me Maybe. Mm-hmm. He hit 10k on YouTube today, and I mean. So well deserved, right, Vincent? Yep. I mean, hundred percent, unbelievably deserved. Uh, you know, I kind of can't believe that he di- isn't there sooner, but at the same time, he deserves all of it because his quality of videos, his he's just like a such a super genuine person, super nice guy, and he was an amazing guest on the podcast. So hats off to him. And I think the other one was Aaron. Was it Maker of uh, Maker Gray that hit ten k? Did she? 
Well, she hit ten k. I feel like I'm I'm forgetting the second person. I was she hit ten k, but she's already at eleven k, so she might not be who I'm thinking of. Mm, uh oh. I know. I know. I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Huh. Well, but then Justin's going to be your thing of the week. All right, Justin's my Justin thing of the week. Is, yeah, have Justin as your thing of the week. I don't. I'm not even going to make my usual Justin who joke because that's <laughs> just getting old at this point, and it's pretty obvious I know who the hell Justin is. But um, yeah, that's a good one. Congratulations. But at the same time. Erin is super well-deserved, too, because she crushes it. She actually had an amazing video again this week with uh, Alma of Pink Soul Studios. Uh, and they did a collaboration, and they made plans for a um, a tool cart storage, uh, a wood cart storage unit mm-hmm. for your workshop. And they worked together on that, and it was amazing. So, yeah, hats off to them. So, yeah, those are my two things. Couple, a couple of good, a uh, couple of good eggs up in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Blank. I feel like I'm we're blanking living, though, Vincent. We're living in the wrong state. I know. We're living in the wrong state. I know. We really do need to be living in Texas. That seems to be where all our best friends from the show are. They're Definitely. all in Texas. It's we're in the wrong part of the country, my friend. It's just me and you up here, all alone in the Northeast. Wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, I better not say that because I yeah. know at least one person who listens to this podcast is hearing that now, going. Oh really, Vincent? No, oh, we have really? yeah, we have we have Jimmy, <laughs> we've got uh Derek from Malden, we've Brooke got and Michael. Uh, yep, and we got uh Lucas that Dave, I talked about last week. And Dave Bauer. Dave Bauer. Dave Bauer. Um, yeah, we've got so many people up yeah, here. Yeah, I'm just realizing, holy crap, we do have a lot of people. Yeah, there's you know a ton what? up here. Never there's mind. A... Forget I said that. Yes, I'm, an exactly. idiot. I'm just I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> but I should do my thing of the week before yeah, I shut up. Right. So my thing of the week this week, okay. If you're a kid and you're not Beth. Okay, <laughs> this is very important um, because I think Beth is the only human being on the planet that has never played this and never played it as a child. Um, you have played at some point in your life. The floor is lava, right? I mean, you have to have played. I, I feel like I lived for floor is lava in some form as a child. And we would get like, cause we always lived in a single, a single floor house. Like every house we ever lived in was a single floor. So like we would get really involved. Like there would be couch cushions from right. one end of the house to the other, like pillows, chairs, fr- like everything. There, like there, if there was a hanging plant, you take that plant down, um, you hook up a I'm rope. I'm swinging dude. Like yeah. swag lamps, swag lamps are swag lamps are freaking trapeze. I mean, it's it's floor is lava was one of the greatest games to play as a kid well apparently someone else agreed and they turned it into a game show on netflix (laughs) i'm not (laughs) kidding um it's actually hosted by rutledge wood who was one of the three hosts of the american top gear um it's fantastic it is absolutely fantastic it's basically they set up a room with obstacles and there's you have you have to get to the your three teammates or two, depending on which teams they're running on that particular day. It's either three teammates or two teammates from one end of the room to the other. And you can't touch the quote lava. And what I love about it is they used water with red dye in it. And then they shine a yellow light on it from above. So it looks like lava. So all the reflections are of the yellow light. So Mm. it looks like it's really neat the way they light it. It looks really, really cool. The whole thing is very cool. It's an interesting vibe. It's got a very um, Double Dare-ish. Not Double Dare. That's not the uh, one. What was the one where they had Montez? It was like they had the uh, uh, gut, uh, Guts. No, no, no. They had a – there was one that was like you, you ran through like an Aztec castle, and there was like a Montezuma-type thing at the top of it, and it would talk to the contestants. I think, I think, I think you're thinking of Guts. And then t- 
Yeah. Could very well be. I mean, it was Mike O'Malley. Mike O'Malley was the host. It could very well be. All right, it, I'm looking up right now. Keep going. Right. Um, Keep going. But yeah, it was it was just it's it's a fantastically fun show. The episodes are like a half hour is like eight of them. You can or 10 of them. You can blow through it in an evening. It's not a whole lot of commitment, but it's it's just fun. Like the feats of strength and agility that some of these contestants pull off is ridiculous. Like it just doesn't it it doesn't look possible. So it's it's fun. It's not as heavy as some of the other stuff I've recommended. Um, I think you'd really enjoy it if you check it out. So there you go. Um, Floor is Lava on Netflix. Um, I think we also need to, uh, thank some people. So let's thank the people that make this show financially possible, including Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, who just released on Friday, an incredible new line of playground inspired stuff. And some jerk face bought the thing I wanted. I'm very pissed off about it. Jerk face. But there's going to be a new, another one coming. She's already working on it. So I don't have to kill anyone. I just have to be patient. But anyway, <laughs> um, Emily Joyce, you should definitely go check her out. Um, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More. Rory from RLL Woodworks and DIY. Chris from Full Steam Designs. Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy. Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, who congratulations, buddy, on your engagement. That is absolutely fantastic news. Right. Um, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, who got a half mention in this episode, so I don't want to hear anything later. <laughs> Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from IMakeJake.com, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Naked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and Clamp, Kim and Garrett, who are now in their own build. Everybody's growing around us. Kim and Garrett yeah. just got a building to continue Kim and Garrett Industries, as we called them when they were on, so that's great. Good for them. Um, Andrew Richard, Andrew Richard makes, and of course, Kellen Hazlip, um, Kellen makes who did, whose submission for Dean's, <laughs> Dean's, um, ornament drive is absolutely ridiculous. And I love it. Um, that's everybody that contributes financially and we really appreciate what they contribute. But if you can't contribute financially, it's fine. Share the show, write a review, yeah, give it to somebody who might like it. We really appreciate anything you do to support the show and anything you do to bring some new people to the table. It's all appreciated. It all helps and it all keeps us going week after week after week. Angie, I cannot believe it. We finally made it happen and it has been absolutely amazing to finally get to talk to you. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Um, we are going to have, um, all your links. I th- we're going to have your YouTube channel and your website and your Instagram. I think everything's in your YouTube banner, so that makes it real easy for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're going to have all those links in the show notes so people can find you. And definitely, if you're if you're new to cricket, I mean, it's not she doesn't just do cricket, but you know, obviously, there's a very cricket focused. Her YouTube channel is very heavy on the cricket stuff. If you're just got a, if you've just gotten a machine and you really want to see it pushed to its limits check out some of the stuff she's done she has really good beginner tutorials and then for people like you know ethan and i have had the machines for a while stuff that even we look at and go whoa didn't know you could do that that's really cool yeah Um, i mean personally angie i just want to thank you because i learn so much every time you put out a video so thank mm -hmm. you oh i like hearing that and i already ordered that engraving tool so look for that soon Thanks, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, send you the, the settings tomorrow. All right. This is, 
This is what I love. Makers helping makers. It's right? absolutely wonderful. Right. Um, that is going to do it for this week. We will be back again next week, as always. Um, actually, is it next week that you're not here, Ethan? I think it's next week, yeah. I think it's and next week. And we have week. amazing guests, and I'm so disappointed I'm going to miss it, but they're going to be, you guys are going to be it's, so. It's very, yeah. It's very uh, appropriate to have these particular guests yes, at this I'm, time. And I love them. They're, they, the, they, they are two of my favorite people. Yeah. Two, two of my, probably two of my favorite, most creative people ever. And so I'm super disappointed I'm going to be, miss it, but. Yeah, it's gonna be a great episode. Vincent. Yeah, uh, we don't. We're not. I'm not gonna pre-announce because things nope. happen. Nope. But but we do have a guest lined up, and I already have a. I actually have a substitute co-host lined up that y'all told me you yep. like this guy a lot. The last <sighs> time he substitute co-hosted. No, so no, not better than Ethan. <laughs> but you know, no. Yeah, <laughs> you all told me you liked him and you want him to come back more, so he's coming back. So. Tune in next week. There's a whole bunch of surprises coming, and you're just going to have to be here to hear them. And until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.